Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaches World Podcast. Today, we are joined by Mika Saarinen. Uh, Mika Saarinen is currently uh, an instructor in the degree program of sports coaching and management, and he's a former coach, and he has been coaching the last four years at the KHL level in Jokerit, and it was a really fascinating opportunity to speak with Mika because he's a very passionate person, and I think everyone who spent a little bit of time with him you can really say that he cares about everyone as long as you put the effort in. And he's very honest. He's very demanding, but he gives you a lot of opportunities and you can have a lot of very, a lot of quality interactions with him. If you put a little bit of time and thought into things. Yeah, for sure. And I think knowing him for the past few months, um, he's, he's really shown a lot of passion for, for, every one of our students and, and really de de committed to our, to our development as coaches. You know, it's, it's, it's great to, to have him on the show finally. And, and really just, he brings so much to the program in terms of knowledge from coaching at the highest level in the KHL. And then also just a, a really, really good example of what a demanding, but supportive coach looks like. And I think that that is something really valuable for, for us to learn from experience and, and, And also just to create a good good developmental environment for for us. So, yeah, like I said, it was great to finally get him on the show and and, and talk to him a little bit about his pathway. So, without further ado, let's uh, let's kick it over to Mika, and we hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaches Road podcast. Today, we are joined by our instructor, Mika Saarinen. And before we jump into our conversation, as an introduction, could you please give our listeners a brief overview of yourself, Mika? Where did you grow up? What sports or activities did you perceive as a youth? And what are you currently doing? Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, first of all, I want to say... I'm pretty excited to, to be in your, your podcast. I really admire your, your work in, in a way that you have a courage to do these kind of things. And uh, I see this is great learning opportunities to you. And, and it's fun to also to all the others to listen and, and see what you have find for the coaching. It's, it's an endeavor that everybody should do the, the learning every day. So this is one way to learn and, and really, really grateful to be on your guest. So my background, I'm originally from a city of Lahti nearby in Viermäki. Um, it kind of have a history in hockey uh, because it's the first uh, Finnish championship, but, but overall in, in my time, the hockey in Lahti was not that big. It, it's a football city in my youth. And um, that's what we all did. We, in Lahti, everybody, did the ski jumping and uh, play football. But uh, as a fourth grader, I, I started to also play hockey in a local, local level. And um, uh, that's how I get uh, in, into the sports, uh, in, in sports of hockey. And um, after I, I quit playing, a friend of mine was coaching in a, in a local local uh, or suburb team team and 
he decided to go to the uh, exchange student for the US for one year. And he was looking to somebody to replace him. And he called me, asked me to, to replace his, take his job on that club. And that's the way I start. Start coaching. Uh, I still was a uh, high school that time, and uh, yeah, it was a uh, uh, quite an experience to the coach kids that were not that much younger than you were and didn't didn't know too much about the uh, coaching. Knew something about the hockey, but not coaching. But uh, kind of love for the first first sight in there, and. Uh, after uh, after starting coaching, it started to feel that it could be something to do as a profession. Uh, of course, when I was a kid, there was no such occupation as as a coach. It it was not paid job. It was something the people people did after the, the day of work, and and same for the players. And um, then I start to look what are the options, and and University of Uvascula. Has a has a faculty the, the coaching also, so I applied a few times and get in and yeah, that's how I I how I get the, the business and then many things happened uh, and luck was part of it. Uh, Erka Western was uh, looking somebody to do the uh, goal analysis for the 1991 World Championships that held in Helsinki and that's why I get get hooked on uh, analyzing uh, hockey and uh, with that job I, I got uh, then promoted to the work for the national team for analyzing and statistics and, and video coaching for 10 years and also been coaching on a club level in the men's teams in the head coach and assistant coach and just before I, I joined the a degree program here in Viermäki. I was coaching in Jokerit four years in the KHL as an assistant coach and one year as a video coach. So been around quite a bit, seen some things and really enjoy my 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 trip. I'm pretty sure we will have a very, very interesting conversation with you today. And um, what what is your favorite memory in hockey? Yeah, that that's the question I I kind of expected to be there and and didn't hope you guys didn't have that. It's it's really hard to say, you know. Like of course, the winning the world champions first time to Finland and be part of that team, that's something that you never forget. But of course, there is a lot of things that you don't forget. The people you met, uh, the funny stories and happenings, the places you've been and. The games you win or lose, uh, the sport is how would I say it? the people who get in the sport. It's it's kind of uh, the way of living, or, or it 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 you it stamp on you. It's kind of uh, the way to see the life and way to see the uh, how we see the others is is through the sport is uh, in team sport. It's so common, so so it's like. Um, we want family. In a way, it doesn't really matter where you come from when you're working as the same team. So you get friends all over the world. They keep calling you. You call back. You send messages. And so it's, yeah, the hockey is my 
my mo <coughs> most favorite memory in, in, in hockey overall. That's a, that's a fantastic answer. So moving into um, a little bit about your, your teaching now, um, how have you enjoyed that, that transition from coaching and, and now teaching and, and developing the coaches in our program? Yes, I'm, uh, about 10 years ago, I also work for the International Ice Hockey Center for Excellence here in Viermäki, directing that program. And in that time, I was also a little bit working with the degree program and the students. And, and so I have already some knowledge and, and experience about the development side and, and teaching. But um, when I get this opportunity, the, the kind of... Uh, Teparantala called me and, and find out if I was interesting. And uh, coaching in a KHL is, is enjoyable, but it's also tough. And uh, I kind of see it's it's big opportunity to me to be a little bit more with the family and close by. And uh, also thinking that working with the uh, young, motivated, enthusiastic people is is pretty and inside the hockey is pretty much the dream come true. It's it's if you're not coaching, I, I think that's the the next step that you want to take and be part of the the young people to to help them to get where they want to go and and maybe teach them or uh, shorten the trip or learning curve they have. Of course, they they need to do their own learning and and uh, create their own coaching, but uh, hoping to be there. And so far, what I have seen, I, I pretty much enjoyed every day. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased to position I have right now and the way I can, I can work and cooperate with the young coaches. I'm, uh, it's, it's a great thing. Are there any similarities that, that you see between coaching the pros and, and the KHL, for example, and kind of coaching the coaches here in the program? Um, um, of course, always similarities when you, when you try to help the people get their best. And, uh, but the biggest thing is, is, in my mind, what i always seeking and looking is, is the the self-motivation those the even you try to be equal and and you try to be treating everybody same but for me at least it, it pushes my buttons when somebody wants to wants to get better because then the uh, how would i say the interaction are, are it's intense it's 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 natural and it's real when when somebody really looking for the for the opportunities to get better and if you have something to give or, or even learn from the from the other, it's maybe maybe that's who I am. I, I want to be better every day, learning, getting something new and understanding better. So it's kind of resonate for me, and that I see see uh, the biggest similarity. The people, in a way, they 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 try to do the the work that from the others, it, it looks a little bit uh, extraordinary. The playing, being a hockey player, the professional hockey player, we know we have 
before this this tough time, we have 10,000 or 20,000 people watching those guys. Why? Because what they do is is pretty amazing sometimes. And same is the coaches. We we follow up the coaches and we want to see. And sometimes we even see things that are not there. But for those people, it's it's everyday job. That's what they do for a living. And they are not doing it because they think they some kind of superhumans. They they do it for the passion. They do it for the love, for the sports and coaching. And uh, when I get get the, in my hands with the students that really want to be, I don't care the level what they are. But if they want to be better, uh, I, I think that's that same thing. And I don't know how far they can go. I I can say that, but I can say that they have a chance. You you touched on it a little bit, but can you go a little bit deeper into your your motivation for teaching and, and kind of what gets you in the door every day? Yeah, of course we all learn learn by doing and, and living. And and somebody has said that you can only learn coach by coaching. In a way, it's true. You need to get uh, your your hands dirty. You you need to get yourself in those situations. And uh, of course, for me, it has been the same. And uh, uh, it, it, it took me for a while to really understand why I coach. And, uh, of course, the Simon Sinek book, The, uh, the Why, kind of uh, also been in that same, uh, same area and, and uh, make it more clear, even more clear for me, to, to really to define for myself why I'm doing what I'm doing. And... Uh, uh, I really find it, uh, how to say, uh, to helping people to get where they want to go. It's kind of my mission in, in life. And uh, because I, I, the hockey is the, the disciplinary area I know the most, I, I think it's, uh, uh, that's natural for me to be around the hockey and try to help the, the others to to fulfill their dream or, or trying to help them to get where they want to go. Uh, famous Finnish philosopher Frank Martela, he fulfilled the theory, the self-determination theory, if I correct it right, with, uh, with uh, the other original author, with uh, Ryan, they add fourth dimension for the autonomy and and, and all that, they, they, they find that some people get really self-motivated by helping the others, they're doing good for the others. And I, I think it hits for me. It, it's kind of the, what makes me tick. And uh, so I don't know if I really get, get you the answer, answer your question, but uh, I try to describe why I'm so passionate with my, with my current job. And, and coaching overall. So Mika, you stated already a little bit your educational background uh, in your vascular. Could you describe a little bit more in depth how has your educational background impacted your coaching and do you have any other, do, did you experience any other education? Okay, yeah. Um, all the universities, uh, of course, the, how the coaching education has leveled or, or put it in the perspective is the university is the highest 
highest level, but I don't know if they're really the highest level in actually the discipline in coaching. But but the thing they give you, the all the universal degrees is they help help you to understand that there is a lot of information, a lot of uh, knowledge that's related on on your discipline, and it helps you to understand and and also to seek that information. So that's why the I think the University of Uvascular was kind of a starting point for me. Of course, there is a, I have I have gone through all the educational levels on ice hockey in what the Finnish ice hockey association has, and also I have been the educator for the Finnish ice hockey association. But uh, learning is every day. It's kind of uh, what I get from University of Uvascular was. Uh, kind of uh, want to learn, really want to find what is out there. And uh, and it's also personal. It's always the personal. So the hockey can be coached many different ways and it can be played many different ways. So you have to find the information that uh, give you the reasons to do what you do and, and for the decisions you make. So... That's why the education is is so vital area of, of getting better in coaching. You otherwise it's it's too the life is too short to just uh, experience it. You you need to you need to have the knowledge. You need to get the knowledge. But the other other part of that is thinking. I can't promote enough that what I have found for the great coaches that. They think. They think a lot. Sometimes they think different, but that's what they what they do. And I think that's something that separates them the from the others. They everything is so clear for them. They have created their own way, their own world, how they coach, how they see the sport, and, and then the message it's so much easier to, to pass on. So, and as well, you have been coaching, as you said, for four years in Jokkerit KHL. And do you think that is crucial to educate yourself, continuously to educate yourself on the professional level? Absolutely. Sports, everything changes. Sport changes, all, all, that, all that stuff changes. But usually when you, when you have a coaching position and... and You fulfill your days with uh, everyday coaching and getting ready for the next game and analyze the game before and trying to practice between there. Uh, it, it's kind of narrow your 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 vision and it doesn't give you so much uh, time to <clears throat> to educate yourself. That's why I think the in Finnish league what Tapra has done that they have kind of two coaches and. They go two years in in uh, actually coaching and two years working for the organization. It's is somehow really one way to to keep the coaches getting better every day or, or all the time. But uh, I'm sure that all coaches are are looking for the educate themselves all the time. It's 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 there's so many areas. It's not only reading books or or but I remember a lot of uh, discussion in in your great locker room when when we have seen the some some program or 
or videos or, or somebody has read some books and so we share the knowledge we share the information we share the views of how how we see and what we saw and so yeah i don't know uh, it's really hard to any profession to see that you you shouldn't educate yourself every day but uh, i think uh, a lot of the coaches it comes naturally but um, it's also need need to time and like i talked to Antti Pennanen, who is now the head coach of U20 for Finland, he says that after he finished the coaching the HPK after the championships, the next summer was for him before he started to work for the FIHA. It was a great time for him to learn and expand his knowledge. So it's challenging during do when you you coach, but uh, it's. You need to find your way and and also put it into perspective that maybe you are not able to do that as much as you want, but you do it anyhow. Mika, how how do you learn best? If you could say, if there's any one way or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, <clears throat> I'm not that big believer of of. Um, learning different channels, I I try to I try to learn learn many different ways. I I love to read. I read <clears throat> read quite quite much. But nowadays, the listening to podcast is is excellent way to to expand your knowledge. Then all, all the videos, what it's available in different services. There's so much information around you nowadays it's more about the paradox of choice than than how how you want to learn it's it's there's so much information but the one thing i i i love maybe and maybe it's the most effective is, is learning from the others listening to the other stories from the other coaches and uh, that's why the mentoring is so important when you when you start thinking serious coaching. I, I mean serious coaching in a way that that you have that urge to getting better. So you need to somebody you you talk talk regular basis. It doesn't have to be professor or it doesn't have to be professional or, or it could be somebody who understands human nature and if it understands also your sport it, it helps. But you need somebody to to, to bounce your ideas all the time. So going into that a little bit earlier, you mentioned, you know, how you got started in, in coaching. Um, but but who were the people that, that kind of helped you in those first couple of years and, and using your verbiage there? Like who were your, your early mentors going on? And, and do you do you still have mentors to this day? Right now, I, I don't have a mentor. Uh, I I kind of felt that that uh, in Jokerit, my mentor was our goalie coach, Marcus. Ketterer, I really get uh, get to know him pretty well and appreciate the way he sees the life, and and we keep calling even now. Nowadays we keep calling pretty uh, regularly, but but uh, right now for for this job I I don't have a mentor. Of course, uh, maybe my biggest mentor is my wife. Yeah, she keeps my my feet on the ground. Um, if you have a kids, it's great way to see how you coach how you handle with your kids it's sometimes it springs the not best out of you i have to say but um the way when i start to coaching it was a 
uh, because it, it was a kind of a suburban team, so we didn't have so much support. But uh, I, I kind of need to mention that uh, 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 my he was also coaching me before Bertti Heikkinen. He's already gone, but uh, he kind of uh, I can feel that I get in those first steps. I get most. Uh, help from him, uh, just encouraging me to to keep going. And uh, if if you guys think I'm I'm passionate, he's he was ten times passionate than than I am. So uh, it was really hard to be uh, not get excited when he was around. So so he he encouraged me quite a bit. And uh, like I said, it was the way it it resonates me pretty. Pretty much the, the coaching, and it I felt pretty much the love for the first sight when I started doing that. So, at uh, that time, the support was not that, uh, how would I say, regular or, or easy to get, but he, he, he was definitely one. Uh, then, during my years, I have had a lot of uh, support from a lot of coaches, and it's that's going to be a long list. The, the, to put there, but I, uh, Erka Westerund is the one that uh, I have learned the most from the game of hockey, and also maybe maybe even a coaching. But uh, but game of hockey, he really he really showed me the way to think it and 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 how to see. It. And uh, yeah, so just mention one name for. For later, but a lot of coaches, uh, I, I really appreciate their help and their support and giving me the chance to coach. Going back to your your motivation to to teach, is that is that kind of the same for your your coaching? And has that motivation changed over the years, or do you do you find that it's always been about helping others? Uh, yeah. <laughs> In in my way, it has come clear. Maybe it has been uh, when when you guys <clears throat> asked me to, to join your program, I, I was spent a little bit time to the memorying back when I I start to coach in my first uh, how do I say the the club team in juniors, and uh, I think that time I I pretty much have same kind of. Uh, uh, motivational aspect of coaching. But then during the way to, to start to getting the profession and start to getting the coaching, uh, it kind of happened to me that happens a lot of the coaching that you start to uh, act more as a coach, start to think this should be coaching and this should be coaching. And uh, I, I kind of lost it for a, for a while. And it, it took me, uh, took me uh, some time to get it back. But yeah, last 10, 10 15, almost 15 years, it has been pretty clear for me why I'm doing what I'm doing. And uh, uh, as you guys know, I, I many times I say to my students that I'm just a coach. I'm not a teacher. Even, even that's my occupation right now. I, I still try to teach them and show them the, the way of, of coach thinking. Because what I what I believe most of them wants to be coaches, so I also hope that 
if I treat them, my student as a team in a way, they, they might get something that we couldn't otherwise cover in, in our lessons. So, yeah, it's pretty much the same for me, the coaching pe uh, people in hockey or, or in the school. So speaking about your coaching philosophy and core values, could you be briefly describe your coaching philosophy and what are your essential core values? Yeah. Oh, that's that's something we we talk quite a much in in a class, and <clears throat> I haven't written written it down in a few years now. Maybe I should do it once once more time and and look what it is. But uh, pretty much what it started, it's it's a trust or true believe that that has been the biggest change for me to to find that that it. If in case if there is no true trust of your players or your 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 students, it's really hard to influence them to getting better. Because if there is a doubt that they are not serious, or, or uh, I in my way I can't really help them after that. So even even I get my my uh, fingers burned sometimes. Uh, that I found something that I don't want to find on players or students. I, I really nowadays try to treat everybody from the beginning that uh, I have true belief that they want to get better. And uh, as a coach, it's my, my or teacher, it's my responsibility to find a way to, to help him. And uh, that's a little bit set it up. The, the atmosphere that it's, it's not my way, it's his way to learn. It's his coaching that I'm trying to um, make better. So I can't say him that do this or believe this. Uh, we as a, as a human being are equal. So I, I need to show some care uh, and, and true believe that person to be able to, to help him to get better what he wants to be better. The other thing is, is overall, is kind of the thinking the teamwork. I'm, I'm a teamwork guy, so I, I believe the cooperation in all level. And uh, of course, it's, it's a choice uh, also, and it's affecting my coaching and the way I see the players and, and uh, what they should do. So it's also affecting how I see hockey. But uh, that's one thing why I am in team sports, that I really get kick out of the doing things together. And uh, in hockey wise, my my biggest thing for the for the, my coaching philosophy is the vision. You need to have a clear vision of what you're doing and how you want to do it. Uh, and then you do the planning backwards. You, you first you see the end result, how you want the game to play. And then, then you start to thinking backwards. And it should go all the levels. And it's not only the tactical or technical aspect. It's, it's all the actions you do, the physical and, and mental side too. And uh, it's also setting the demand level. When you see that how you want a game to play it in your level, it's because that's sometimes hard to, to, to truly care and, and keep the demand level high enough. Because, like I, like I mentioned, at least as as in a 
professional level, it's it's not ordinary work they do. The things you ask the guys to do is something that in normal level you normal working life you don't ask. Go go and block that shot, or go full speed and try to get that puck before the that big guy gets there first. So you need to demand things that uh, are not normal. So and the the space you have to do the things and and sometimes the the intensity in a game is something that if you're not prepared it really doesn't matter how how good you play yourself so so that vision builds up the the whole working environment for you and and it start to coming from the reasoning I, i mentioned already the thinking so what you know about the game of hockey and how you see it is then you start reasoning why you do, do things you do and and that's maybe something that a lot of coaches uh, get a little bit lost that that somebody is saying some great idea and then you try to kind of, kind of forcefully to put in in your your coaching philosophy and then you get lost so you need to trust yourself what you know about the game and how you want to play it so maybe those three things the teamwork the the true belief and and the vision is three core things that uh, i cherish every day even even a even a teaching and uh, from that belief is 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 kind of a groundbreaking because it's also set it up that it's it's not the coach in all cases that defines what we should learn it's sometimes it's a player or or the students that what he want to learn so coming back one more time to your core values i think these are very well formulated and you put them very well i i think i like them a lot um so who or what had the largest impact on your core values what would you say um Yeah, uh, oh, that's that's a tough one. Uh, it's really hard to say anything else except your 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 parents. It's that's pretty much set it up for for all of us. Of course, uh, I can't say everybody, but most of us. The how we have how we start bringing is is kind of setting up the. Uh, setting up the, the the atmosphere or or the environment where you have grown up is is kind of uh, put the stamp on us so definitely the parents has has big big impact but uh, uh, yeah nowadays it's nowadays i'm reading so much and i easy to relate it a lot of the coaches but during my way uh, on on getting better uh, and and learning from the coaching and getting getting in love to into sports and hockey it's uh, still pretty hekin and is is the one that uh, uh, maybe maybe setting up the tone to, for the my my core values in 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 sports he was he was honest man and demanding and and passionate man and He kind of care us. He was the first coach, really. I felt that care in our team, <clears throat> uh, our young young team, and and 
So my parents and Pertti Heikkinen probably the, the biggest influencer in, in my coaching career that has influenced the way I, I see coaching. That's really powerful. Thanks for, for sharing. Um, looking back at your, your coaching career, your, your teaching career as well, has there been a, um, a, a failure or maybe an apparent failure that has kind of set you up for later success or kind of taught you a lesson? And in other words, do you have like a, a favorite, favorite failure of yours? Oh, that's something that every coach wants to share with everybody that when they fuck it up. Yeah, it's happened several times, but uh, yeah, many, many things. And usually, usually you don't learn your mistakes so easily because there's always the embarrassment usually when you, you, you make the failure. Oh, so for me, even for me, or even... Uh, for, at least for me, it took several several failures to start to really understand that that's the way you you learn the most. That you do things that are not uh, not working the way you want them to work, and then you are not looking the others. Then you start looking yourself. That's the I'm I'm hoping to also to get our, our students to really understand that it's. It's pretty safe to make the mistakes because it's the it's the biggest learning situation that there is. If you can just put the embarrassment away and and thinking, okay, what happens? And uh, in a way, for me, the getting getting fired in Tappara was was my my biggest learning curve. Uh, I, that was the best team in that, that point that I ever coached and, and we didn't make it and uh, it was not the, it was not the reason it was not the reasoning it was the in a way there was no true belief for my players that, that in any case they, they tr try their best or, or they try to, to work as hard as a team as, there was always something that feeling that how to say? They didn't let me down, but but I knew there was more, but I couldn't find it, and uh, and uh, I think uh, I was the the one to blame for that, not the players. So uh, years later, I, I read the book about the uh, invisible gorilla, and it it it, it sums up uh, quite many uh, physiological uh, psychological uh, tests and how people think and um, a lot of things we have are illusions like uh, illusions what we know and and it's also described uh, uh, the our memory is not as uh, reliable as we think even when we when we tell stories about really vividly sometimes they they totally false and it makes me really think that everybody makes mistakes and uh, if i just stuck in my opinion about the ideas and I don't li really listen what the other guy is saying um, then the learning can't happen either way so you, you need to get the channels open and it, it, it also um, includes that you might be wrong so if you are not only thinking that 
because I'm a coach, I know how it goes. Then if you if you are willing to look also that, hey, what about the, if he was right and I was wrong? It, it really turns the whole ball game around and gives you so much more tools. And, and my, my years in Jokerita, I really take the advantage of that. And uh, I learned quite a much from the players. They, they have a big influence how we coached. At least in, in these, I was, and, and PK, I was charge of. So they have a lot of impact of our result in coaching also. What we what we do and how we do so why wouldn't they because they there every day and they have played that level I never played that level so they they experience something that I can only see they experience every day so I took advantage of that experience but probably it wouldn't happen if I if I haven't had that failure in Tapra So I'm not 100% sure how much you have been coaching, how many years, but I'm pretty sure you have uh, some mileage acquired during, during your path. And with coaching on, as we have been highlighting several times, and Jokerit uh, must have been a very unique experience. So what are some of the biggest takeaways from coaching at the highest level? Uh, like I said, the, the highest level, the coaches, they, they, they picture so clear. They, they know every day what they do, why they're doing. They have reasoning for everything. The details they, they can put in sometimes, it's, it's, it's so amazing how, how they see. The, the best coaches, the, the game is so clear that they, they can see the things that the other people can't see. And, and the best of the best, they, they can... They can visualize it or, or describe it for their players that they know after that they know how to do it in the ice or execute it on the ice. So, the, so they get the message so uh, concentrated and in, in a format that it's easy to put on, on the practice. That's what I believed. Uh, that the best of the best. And also the how does it the atmosphere? Like Hannu Aravirta in, in Finnish ice hockey, I, I work him, for him several occasions in club level also and uh, in a national team quite many years. I think we were a national team 10 years together. The, the positive is he, he has the belief for the players and, and good things happen. It's, it was amazing and it, it easily do the contains the people that to, to get them to also to see the positive things then when coaches see the uh, things happen but uh, yeah those maybe those two things are, are the ones that in my mind what I believe are, are the things that separates the in a, in a hockey voice in the coaches and of course how I believe it quite much is, is caring your people not only players but everybody who's working, working for that team environment. It's the front office, it's the, the, the everybody who's at, even, even the Champonic guys, they, they're important to make the ice perfect for you. So you need to get along everybody and you need to, you need to um, uh, trust and, and show, show trust to everybody on your organization.
So Rick and I have known you now for, for just a couple months um, as, a, as an instructor, and we can tell that you, you bring a lot of passion. Um, you've shown it in the, the episode so far today and, and in our classes and, and on the ice with us and for our clinic. So where, where does that come from? Where do you get your passion every day? And, and, and you know, what, just what provides you with it? Uh, I, I don't have a clear answer for that, but um, in, in some point I'm, I'm starting to study, like I think all the coaches start to studying about the talent, how the talented people are, uh, how we recognize them. And, and we know that there is still a lot to learn, but one thing that, that you you learn from the talent pretty early on is is to love what they're doing because the only only thing to really get all those studies together is that the talented people maybe work maybe not more than the others but at least as much as as the others so to be able to do that work you kind of you kind of need to fall in love what you do if it's music or or constructing the buildings or whatever you kind of you kind of need to get to fall in love and I don't know maybe maybe love and passion have something to do with together so uh, I think this love of the game of hockey that gives me the the passion and and love for the for the for the coaching and and understanding the coaching is is giving the passion and I see if the even it's a normal job for the hockey players, but the best of the best, they, the inf- the knowledge of the sports and things they see, it's uh, it's far beyond. Raimo Helminen, I, I coach Raimo Helminen. He's quite famous in in Finnish ice hockey as as uh, from his passing kills and and making the players around him better than than anybody else and. The details and, and uh, games and situations he remembers is amazing. It still amazed me, even I have known him for, for 20 years. But when he starts to tell the story, it's it's like a, it's like something else. Oh, that's what I heard, Yari Litmanen. He's remember all the goals and everything he's do. So I don't know if I have that detail um, or the, the ability to be that detail, but but I, I try to be, and I feel I, I'm as passionate as those guys. So I don't know where it comes from. But maybe hockey is the only thing I, I can do. So it's better to love that, to be able to do something fairly good. And it, it might be the, the same question here, but, you know, what is it about hockey? You mentioned that love of hockey. So... So what is it about hockey and, and, and how do you see the game of hockey and, and through your eyes? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm not going too detailed about, uh, about the, the vision, but uh, the one thing that I see hockey is a team sport and the cooperation. And it's, that's kind of has been fascinated me. I'm not so great about the skills and teaching the individual players, the, the, maybe certain playing skills or things like that. But uh, I really, even early on and when I played, I, I think that uh, it's beauty how the, the five-man unit can 
really make things happen and click. And when it flawlessly goes, defense, offense, all that is, it's kind of uh, tick me. And e- even nowadays, when I see that uh, in a in a hockey game, sometimes, uh, or in in any other sports, like uh, like basketball, when San Antonio Spurs is playing and passing the ball, it's it's so much better than the players itself. So it's it's how I see the game. It's it's an effort to make to everybody else on the ice better. And uh, when that happens, it's it's so fulfilling. And when doesn't it doesn't happen, it's so frustrating. And and that's kind of uh, what I I nowadays when I go to see the games, it's sometimes it's for me it's hard to hard to watch the games. When, when teams are not working together, I get so frustrated that why they don't put the most important component of the game uh, in the work. They, they might have all the skills, but... Uh, and that's how I see it. Like I said, I know there is a coach that values more about the individual skills and effort. And, and, uh, but that's, I, I think it's pretty finished way. That's how we have won what we have won in hockey. And, and in 1994 in, in Milan... World Championships. I I think the <clears throat> that was the time that the Finnish ice hockey it, was it 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 most uh, how would I say we have pretty young players Saku Koivu and, and those they were young and how Saku Koivu, Ville Peltonen and and Jere uh, Lehtinen play together. That's something. If you can find that tape, I, I truly believe that it's worthwhile to watch. It's something different and. That's how I see the hockey, and that's what I'm looking for, the, the game of hockey every day. So speaking a little bit about the team culture and the ideal environment, would you say what you have been just mentioning, this is the way how you would like to establish an ideal environment or team culture, or are there many other things what contributes inside a team environment and team culture? What would it look like, the ideal one? <clears throat> yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I, I think the, most, most of the international tournaments, the Finnish, the Finland doesn't have the, the most uh, or the best players of the, of the tournament. Uh, and still we believe that we can win and, and we have done it lately quite, quite many times and have some success. So I don't know if it's a Finnish thing to see the working together and and the beauty of the the teamwork, but it's um, yeah uh, kind of also fall in love with the Barcelona football and Johan Cruyff uh, how he see the uh, see the football you know like after they lost the uh, 1972 as you all guys remember World Championships in in 72 that's the first. Football World Cup, I remember, and uh, it's kind of uh, st- stuck me already that time when he says that it didn't so much care if they lose because they play beautiful football. So I I don't know if you can say that any any better way to, than than uh, the game itself has a value, and then. Uh, John Wooden also say, says about that, that the success is, is kind of, uh, it's a personal and, and uh, if everybody is successful in a team, doing the best they can, then you might win. 
so so the winning is kind of the byproduct of of uh, of the culture and uh, it, it might in in some cases take a pressure or stress away a little bit but at least it, it's if if you see it the game that way it, it gives you the a lot of uh, power to put your energy the things that you believe that are are vital for the to make uh, the team culture better and then you have chance to win but if if you're only looking for the result you you might start to get uh, uh, get lost on, on your your coaching and and put in a lot of stress and pressure to to everybody but yourself and and your teammates and and, and your players and your co-coaches and of course there is a lot of pressure but uh, usually the the when you when you describe the winning teams they they they, they never mention the pressure talk too much they they mention about the how much fun they have together and how they know that the other guys were supporting if they make the mistakes and so forth so so yeah i i think the the culture uh, in team sports in a way, if it doesn't promote promote the actions that that you're there for the others, it, yeah, then then you really need the best players in the world, all the best players. Thinking thinking to the to the players that you've you've coached along your way, what is it what is it that makes them? professional you know what is what are those qualities that that make a professional player yeah well i i think we already talked this a little bit or i mentioned but if, if the starting point is that they they love what they do they have a passion they see the extraordinary work as a as a occupation they have but they do it for the love it, it's it's how much they can put effort for the details, how much they work outside of the outside of the official training, how much they communicate together, how much they they really want to to get the teamwork going. I think the professional players are like I can't say they're working all the time, but when they work, they they so. Uh, they're so precise. They might be playful. They might be um, lay out and, and seem that they, they're pretty easy, but they have a reason what they do. And of course, the players are different, quite different. Some, are, some skill players are a little bit more, I want to say, maybe not that structured and organized, but like Sami Lepiste in, in Jokerit. I never seen the player who who enjoyed the, all kind of competition and games and fun so much. But that's how he played. Uh, and there's never seen player who is so aware of situations and things in a game and could pull out the things that you think that his his uh, skill level that's not possible. But he he's just there all the time. Or, or Oliver Lauritsen was the maybe the hardest working hockey player I've ever met. And uh, he always mentioned that, coach, this is my work. This is my work. I, I do this for a living. So why wouldn't I do this? Or why wouldn't I, I'm eating 
that buck when it's needed. So, yeah, the lab, what they do, and uh, the difference is they have a personality. It's, it might might show in different way, but I, I think all the best players, they, they really, they want to get better. They, they want to contribute. And, and e- even if, if they are scorers, they, they, they still team players, the best players in my mind. I think these are very pivotal um, elements you have been describing here, and they they mirror very much what professional players do on a daily basis. And I think you showed us great examples here during the conversation overall. And we have one more question for you. Um, we ask this question every guest, and it's always a very interesting question. So if you could speak with the young Mika Sarinen, when you started your journey as a coach, what key learnings from your life, Soyaj, would you share with him? Yeah, first, before I go to the question, I need to remind you that, guys, this is only the way I see the, the game of sports and coaching. And, and there's so many other different uh, uh, opinions. And, and But the thing is that you have to create your own and, and believe what you what you have learned. And... and And that's something that may be also related on what I would say to the young Mika, that create your own game, create your own coaching philosophy and stick with it. And the other thing is, is really early on to really cooperate with true belief with your, your players and your other coaches. Uh, I know that it could be a little bit naive, but uh, at least it's in my part, it's how to say, um, It would make the cooperation with the other people's more more real or more true that that you put yourself in the same level with them the, with your with your opinions and and your knowledge and open the channels to listen and maybe learn learn from the others and then yeah the success will will follow follow you or the the winning will follow the success. You can only be the success on the level and, and abilities you have. So, so I, I think it's pretty much for me. It's stick with your own own beliefs from the game and, and coaching and, and and create that. So uh, sometimes we we all act accordingly what we we think it's believe, but uh, it's better to be real for yourself in every situation and. And, and in a way, then, then you're doing at your best what you can do and nobody can ask more. Well, Mika, I think that's a, a good place to wrap it up. So thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, and like I said, you know, we wanted to get you on for that, for that passion that you have in our classes. So uh, I really feel you brought that today. So thank you very much. Thank you, guys. It, it was my pleasure. So I think everyone now can can really understand why we wanted to get our instructor Mika Sarinen on 
the show for so long. I think you know, the passion and the the emotion that he shows for the, the game of hockey and for coaching is is just on another level. And you know, there's so many things that that we can talk about from this episode. From but for me, it, it boils down to just a couple things. And I want to start right away by by talking about his final message that he had to his his younger self and to coaches out there at the end. And you know, he he mentioned create your own game, create your own world. And I think that's a, a really powerful way to put it. You know, he, he talked about the vision a couple of times that that's one of his core values as well, but you know, the really think about how you want the game to, to be played and how, how you want to coach the game and, and kind of coach through that, that world or that game that you create for you and your team. And I think he, he talked about it um, as well when he was talking about coaches and being educated, you know, good coaches, they think a lot and they think about, they think about and they have created their their own little world where their team plays. And I think that's a, a really interesting way, interesting way to put it. Yes, and I think that it's a very strong statement if you combine your final message with one of your core values, which is division. And as you have been highlighting in our conversation that in hockey, you definitely need to have a vision and then you can start actually the planning because at the same time, this sets the demand level. And if you speak to Mika, he is really highlighting this in every conversation. And you really can see that he's living up this, by example, his philosophy and his core values. And what I also enjoyed so much about the conversation and about him that when he was mentioning in the beginning of the episode that it actually pushes his button when someone wants to get better. Yeah, for sure. I think he mentioned it as well, that when someone wants to get better, the, the interactions with that person, they're, they're so much more real and so much more intense. And I think that that's a, a really huge part of it. You know, you can really tell when, when you're interacting with someone that, that really wants to improve and really wants to learn and wants to get better. And, and in those conversations, you know, two people learn. And uh, I think it goes back to what Wade Gilbert said in our shows, you know, when two people or when one person teaches, two people learn. And it's that, that same concept. So I think that's a, a really powerful statement from him as well. And, you know, it goes into the, the, just the motivation he gets from coaching and from helping people. You know, he said that one of his motivations for teaching is just to help people reach what their potential, reach their goals. And he mentioned that helping is, is kind of the new part of the self-determination theory from Ryan and Desi. And, you know, people can really get their motivation from just, just wanting to help people get better. And I think, you know, that kind of goes back to the, the basic job of a coach, you know, you're there to help, you're there to help people get better, help people improve, help people reach where they want to go. And I think that, that that's a, a fundamental thing that Mika highlights really well in his personality and, and in the episode today. Yeah, and he also highlight, highlighted that he wants to help you regardless of the level you coach. If you really have intrinsic motivation to continuously improve, he's going to help you, he's going to take the time, and he's going to talk with you, and he's trying to find solutions with you, and he's trying to broaden your horizon. And one other core value, I want to talk about this as well, is that he was saying that it's the teamwork for him. And also in our conversation, he was actually he was actually also confirming that this is, you can really see that this is one of his core values because he was saying that it is really hard for him to watch the hockey game if the team is not working hard. And that's also connecting the core value 
teamwork and true belief. And I think that is something very, very important because I can totally understand it's much more enjoyable to watch the game if both teams are competing at the highest level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it goes into the the overall Finnish culture here that, that we've been experiencing. And we've heard a couple people say it now that, you know, Finland, they're never going to put the best players on the ice, but they can put the best teams on the ice and they can put the best, best units of five on the ice at, at a time. And, and they really work well together and, and, and they get good results. So I think it, it highlights how powerful team teamwork and, and good team culture can be. You know, I think the, the final thing for me about this conversation we just had with Miko was, was this idea of his, his favorite failure and, and how, it took him several failures to learn that or to understand that that's how he learns. And that's how people learn is, is by making those mistakes and by learning from them. And, you know, he, he stopped looking at the others around him and he started looking at, at, at himself and, and what he could do better and what he could improve. And, you know, he highlighted it really well by saying that, you know, talking about the players, what if, what if they write and I, and I'm wrong, you know, how, how do I know that? And, and really reflecting back on, you know, maybe, maybe I can learn something from them in this situation. And it's not always the coach that's sharing the learning. It's a two way street. I think that's a, a really powerful thing for me. And, you know, he also mentioned it as well that, you know, it's not always the, the coach that gets to decide what, what's going to be learned. Sometimes it's the student, sometimes it's the player and it, it's just a, a, it's a collaborative effort on, on what we're going to, what we're going to learn and what we're going to take away from this interaction. I think, I think that's really, really great. And, you know, I, I said the last thing was my final thing, but I also really liked his favorite memory. You know, it's not just one thing. It's, it's the people, it's the little funny stories, the little memories, and it's the, the family and friends uh, that he's met all around the world. And I think that really highlights well the, the type of person that Mika is and, 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 and just being a helper, you know, and just being out there and, and wanting to help people around the world. It, it, it gives you a good um, and a, a close friends and family list. And I think that's, that's really, really great. Yeah. And for me also, what I also enjoyed a lot about the conversation that he was highlighting this several times and he's, again, he's living this up so much by himself that as a coach, you need to think, think and think because that's actually what, separates great coaches from coaches who are maybe not coaching on the highest level. And also that's also the difference why they actually have the capability of seeing small details, which equals the vision in his words. So I think it was a very passionate conversation, uh, very emotional. And I hope that everyone has been enjoying listening to Mika and yeah. Yeah, I think, and, and just thank you to him for one more time, just just for joining us today. And I think it, it makes a really special episode for uh, for us as well, knowing him as an instructor and now getting him on the show. So don't forget to connect with the show on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Coaches Road. We have a, a new website out, uh, thecoachesroad.com. Check it out and, and let us know what you think. And, and of course, you can always send us an email, thecoachesroad at gmail.com. But again, thanks for listening and we will see everyone next week.